Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. I cannot say how grateful I really am that Mentor Mama is here with me, and we're doing it over Zoom. Yeah, this is so fun. Hi, everybody. Yeah, literally, this is so great. Um, I don't think if it were for this pandemic, I would have ever been on Zoom in my life. I had never heard of Zoom until of this, and I actually find Zoom to be really helpful for things like this because before, I would be like, oh, I'm at college and you're at home. There's no way we can do a podcast together unless we're physically together sitting right next to each other, but um, we're actually, like, she's in her living room and I'm just in my dorm room. Y'all, can I just say my eye's been twitching, my left eye. Mom, I didn't tell you this yet. My eye's been twitching. It's because I had a test last week, and I really didn't know what to expect, and I was studying and studying and just working my Watukas off, and then it always happens to me after the fact that a stressful event is over that my eye starts to twitch, and it's been twitching since yesterday. hasn't stopped twitching. Okay. Well, if it's any consolation, I can't tell over Zoom. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is. uh... You must be able to feel it, but you can't really see it. Yeah. That's good. Um, It does feel weird. I've had that before. Probably one of those great traits I gave you, you know? Yes, one of many great traits. You know, it's better than like (laughs) peeing my pants. Okay. That's kind of a weird one to think of. I was trying to think in my head, what is what what other bodily functions happen when you are stressed? I guess people don't really pee their pants. Your nose runs. Wait, what? <laughs> Doesn't it? No, mom. <laughs> it does not. Well, maybe somebody else is <gasps> Oh, I know. Your eyes water. Wait, mom, these are not <laughs> things that happen when you are stressed. But if, well, if they, they happen, might to, happen you, to me, yeah, if they happen to you, then that means one day they will happen to me too. <laughs> Probably. What I don't understand is how I have the bladder of a lady who's had three kids and I haven't had any kids yet. Oh, yeah. I can't, too bad. I can't hold my pee. Um, but before we get into this, we did want to mention that we still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes, yeah, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling, and what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor in specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling di- different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, Well, one other thing too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. That's awesome. Now on to today's podcast for you guys. Today, my mom and I were talking about, you know, what it means to really tap into our uniqueness and the individual way that God created us and um, use that to be an effective tool in ministry and reaching people um, instead of seeing your uniqueness as maybe flaws or honestly, you know what is hard with personalities is that we tend to compare ourselves to other people. Mm, So true. Yeah, and maybe girls do it more than guys, but it could just be just generally a Christian thing that when you become a believer, you see other people, other Christians in their walk with the Lord, and you compare yourself to where they are, even though not necessarily you are at that same place, and it's not fair to yourself. Um, And also, I will say, though, there is something to say about spiritual growth that is important. But I feel like that this isn't kind of unrelated, but there is passages in Scripture where we are called, where it tells us that we're called to not keep drinking milk. Is this making sense, Mom? Yes. Okay, because I, whenever I start talking about this passage and I say drinking milk, I, I feel like I sound crazy. But basically the passage goes that when you first become a believer, you're spiritually an infant. And so you're drinking milk and that's all you can process. But just as a baby, you should be having growth within your walk with the Lord. And and it shouldn't be like long stages of idleness where, you know, you become a believer and six years later, you're still in the infancy stage where, you know, maybe you're not reading your Bible or you're only getting messages from church on Christmas or on Easter, it should be actually be that once you're a believer, you are consistently growing and having fruit, bearing fruit that shows that you are. Right. Right. I think of that as kind of the transformation because you can continually take in a lot of information, Mm -hmm. but It's not until you allow God's word to transform your heart and your behaviors that I feel like it's when you really start growing. Yeah, actually, that's so true. And you know what? For the longest time, I thought I was such a wise person, Um, but I never realized that. I mean, what I was thinking was actually knowledge, not wisdom, because you can know a lot of things and not be wise because wisdom is actually applied knowledge. That's taking what you've learned from the Bible and applying it to your life and living it out. And that is also another part of spiritual growth. But um, I did just want to say like, you know, you should not compare yourself to other people in their walk with the Lord, but it is good to have self-reflection moments where you ask yourself, 
am I growing in my walk with God? Where am I, you know, being idle? Um, and has the spirit been convicting me about these certain areas of my life where he's asking me to grow or let go of something? And then you can, you know, self-reflection is very important. So Yes. I- and actually, Tay, I was kind of going through the, that this weekend because mm-hmm. I've been feeling convicted that you know, I'm going through this time of separation, empty nester. It's very quiet here. Um, And I've been wanting to turn to things like shopping, Mm. thrifting. Uh uh And, 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 And it's actually, once I get out there, it's just kind of mind numbing. Like I see all these things, but I'm, and so today I was like, oh, I really wanted to go back to that thrift store that we found last weekend because now it's not, it's pretty close. And I, I just, I heard Rabbi Schneider actually last night, I watched one of his YouTube videos. He's a Messianic Jew. Yes. Oh, he had a phenomenal, he did a live thing yesterday, but I saw it actually posted after that. And he just was talking about this very thing. And I'm like, that's it. You know what? tomorrow I'm going to fight it. Like it does. It takes fighting. Like, I don't know why. What very thing? Uh, He was talking about giving in to things of the world that satisfy instead of trying to find your satisfaction or running away from your problems almost kind of instead of facing them head on. So today I was like, you know what? I have plenty of things I can do here at home with coffee and Bible time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm taking care of the house and things. Mm-hmm. I don't re- need to go there and buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, although it is really fun, but I'm like, I can just, I don't have to go every single week. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say that thrifting is one example, but there are so many examples of mind numbing activities that stunt spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. I know that for me, like technology is the biggest one probably. Oh, um, it's just, it is completely mind-numbing. You know, you just scroll for hours. And I'm grateful to God that I don't have TikTok because everybody is talking about TikTok um, and how, you know, that's that's kind of what you go on and scroll for hours now. It's oh, basically really? like, you know, I don't know, like six-second, ten-second videos. Oh, my but it's gosh. it's just like abundant, abundant, abundant supply of videos that people can, can scroll through and just watch for hours. Really? I've never gone on there. But you know what? My friend Rachel made a um, told the ladies in my mom's group about, did you know on your phone you could actually go in and set your phone to not allow you to go on certain apps between certain time periods so that if you are really struggling in that area, you can actually just put it on your phone and say, okay, you know what? From nine at night until six in the morning, I cannot use any of these apps and you apparently pick which ones and it won't let you. I think I've done that. I think I've done that where it's like, okay, I'm only going to say I'm going to go on social media apps for an hour a day. And then it'll tell you to be like, oh, don't go on it. But then I just go into my settings and I turn it off. Is that kind of Oh, really? (laughs) Well, yeah. See, it takes, it does take perseverance and discipline and yeah. 
Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBTPODCAST, that's CBTPODCAST, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yeah, but anyways, I wanted to talk about uniqueness because I think that as Christians, like I said, we compare ourselves to other people and especially unknowingly, I think we compare ourselves to other people's strengths and their spiritual gifts, Um, which the Bible does tell us that when, you know, when you are a believer, we're given these spiritual gifts like mercy or wisdom, knowledge, serving, um, teaching, faith, discernment, the list goes on. And um, it can be easy to see other people's spiritual gifts very prominently and then feel like you're inferior or you're a, quote, worse Christian, or maybe you feel like you're less effective. Um, And we become blind to the purpose that God has given us in our life. And I think that we really discredit ourselves and, and we forget that God knew and ordained our lives before the foundations of the world were even laid. There's purpose even in our lives before we were formed in our mother's wombs, which should be a testament to us that there's something special that God wants to use in our life. And ultimately it is to bring glory to God. So we shouldn't be super focused on ourselves. Like me, me, me all the time. How, how has God created me in his image so that I can reflect his glory, his message and, and bring people to delight in Christ. Now I feel like something that I struggle with is, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Dad just walked by. He came home and I was giving him the shh. Okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we're recording. I see. I needed to put the recording sign on my door. And here oh, I was telling you to put it on your door. <laughs> I know. my child's like, uh, Yeah. Nobody really comes and knocks on my door. Actually, people do come and knock on my door, but. Um, I guess it's not that big of a deal. It's Um, But yes. So what was I even saying? I'm like completely, I know what I'm saying anymore. Oh, something that I struggle with is I'm not a big evangelist girl, which God calls us all to evangelize. That's just a fact. So I'm calling myself out right now that I'm not really a strong evangelist. I get anxiety in that department, probably because I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of people thinking I'm crazy. Um, And I'm afraid of maybe misrepresenting God in a way that he shouldn't be represented. But for some people, their spiritual gift is evangelism. I know several people in my life that are evangelists by nature and by heart. And 
when you watch them evangelize, you're just your jaw drops. You're like, what in the world? You know that they're evangelists. My sister is an evangelist. This past spring break, was it spring break or beginning of summer? I don't know. We were on vacation. Summer. Not really yeah. vacation. It wasn't even vacation. We were just in Wisconsin. And my sister's like, with her friend, she's like, we're going to go evangelize at the park today or the beach today. And I was like, what? I was like, are you, you're going to go like there? And like, honestly, I feel like evangelizing in America is scary because people are so critical here. And I feel like a lot of people have that complex of feeling like they don't need God or because, you know, we're so surrounded by our comforts. Why do we need God? Whereas in other countries, I feel like they're more willing to accept the gospel because Jesus sounds so amazing in comparison to their mm-hmm. life. But in America, mm-hmm. it's just like people have relative truth or they feel mm-hmm. like they know. Very things. skeptical. Very skeptical. And so I was like, wow. Like at first I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to get rejected or they're going to get um, humiliated or something like this. But then also I looked past that and I was just thinking of Ashley's heart and her friend's heart and just how – honoring and glorifying it was to God that they were using their gift, their spiritual gift of evangelism to honor him in that way. And so instead of comparing myself to her and to, and to her friend, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go with, and I'm going to stick next to them like a tight sardine, maybe not say too many words, but be there for the experience but did you hold the popsicle bag or what? Oh, yeah. We were giving away popsicles, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, you know, I did talk a few times. Um, but it's hard sometimes to see other people acting out in faith and then compare yourself and feel like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, I'm really not doing that much. Or, you know, fe- believing the lies of the enemy that you aren't capable. Mm-hmm. You know, Tay, I experienced that very same thing back before I used to go on missions trips. And I would always, like every time there was a missions trip at our church and everybody like would go up to the altar and the pastor would pray over them, I would look at all those people and I'd be mm-hmm. like, wow, they're just such godly, amazing mm-hmm. people. They're mm-hmm. going to serve and this and that. And mm-hmm. for a very long time, I thought, you know what, I'm just not good enough or I'm not Uh, I don't know my Bible enough or Mm -hmm. just all these different things. And, um, and then it was really Ashley one year saying, mom, you should come, you should really come. And so I went out on a, on a limb thinking, okay, I, I really did want to go, but I was scared. And I went and I just, I was given the opportunity to see exactly what you said, where God used the gifts that that he's given me Mm -hmm. to be able to minister to some of the other women Mm -hmm. and moms and just, it, it, it just was such a joy. And Mm -hmm. so I think when, like you said, with that comparison is not what you want to do, like put that aside and just say, God, how can you use me? I want Mm -hmm. to be your servant. Yeah. And you know what? That kind of reminds me of that verse in Second Corinthians where um, God says, my, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Um, 
And then Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Mm -hmm. And once again, I feel like that verse helps us to lift our eyes off of us because I think when we put the pressure on us or we think, you know, there needs to be something about me, like there needs to be, I need to be this or I need to be that, I need to be like this person, then we're really forgetting that in the end, we're weak human beings. We're feeble um, and we ultimately have to rely on God's power and his strength to work through us and to work in our weaknesses. And Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh and how, I mean, we don't necessarily know what that thorn is today um, because he doesn't say what the thorn in his flesh was, but I think a lot of us have weaknesses and areas of weaknesses in our life that we that we similarly to Paul have prayed and asked God to take away. Um, like one of them for me is, is fear of man. I have total fear of man. And I have oftentimes been like, help me be an evangelist, Lord. If you've ever read a David Platt book, mm-hmm. you read his book and you're like, okay, well, I don't know what I've been doing in my life up to this point, but David Blatt seems to know where he's going. And I can just feel like we have so many thorns and so many areas of our lives that are like potholes. It's like, how is God going to work through this? And Paul talks about how he boasts in his weakness because that is how how God's grace is shown in his life. And his power is made perfect in our weakness. Um, and I wanted to encourage you guys with that. Um, cause I feel like when I look at Paul's life, I'm like, wow, he was such a great guy. Like who's like Paul now you read all those things and it's amazing. And then you, you remember that Paul was actually, I mean, he's a regular person and he had so many weaknesses and in the end it wasn't Paul. It was God. It was God working in him and God wants to do a work in our lives um, to bring other people to him. And also in first Corinthians, Oh, do you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say that really reminded me of today. I was watching the prayer march that took place in Washington, DC today, the one that was led by Franklin Graham. And I think a lot of times we have such harsh expectations of ourselves like you're saying like oh I have to be this great evangelist we're not all going to be Billy Graham's but we can do something like the prayer walk or we can I wasn't in Washington DC but I was praying right alongside and praying for our country and for our freedoms and and we can do things like that Mm -hmm. everyone is capable of doing and that does bring glory to God and it recognizes and praises him for who he is Mm -hmm. as our sovereign king. Yes, exactly. And it's your heart behind why you're doing what you're doing. Um, And I don't want anyone to be discouraged. I feel like oftentimes people look at other people and their platforms and they might think, well, it's easy to see how they're honoring God in that way. But like, what am I doing in my life? I don't have that platform or I don't have access to all these people to share the gospel with. And you might feel discouraged, like you're really not making an impact if you don't have a large ministry. And that's not the case. It's your heart behind why you're doing what you're doing and just asking the Lord to lead you in little ways and be open 
to the nudging of the Holy Spirit, and he's going to work in your life. He has intimate relationships. Jesus had close fellowship with 12 people, and he worked in in their lives, and they went out from him and then was changing the the world over there. Um, and so in, in 1 Corinthians, I was really encouraged in my morning devotions today. I was telling even my sister this. Um about this verse in first Corinthians, it's first Corinthians two, nine. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Mm-hmm. And it goes on. I'm reading this devotional about some missionaries in it. And she's talking about how before they were missionaries, they actually had jobs in the corporate world. And then they ended up giving that up to go into the missions field and people would ask them like, how come you're leaving your great job and going into the missions field? Because in their, their eyes and their perspective, they were actually leaving their good life behind and they were going into something else. Um, And to the missionaries, they actually then shared another story back to back after that, where they were in Africa. So, in contrast to that story, they're in Africa now, and they have a brand new soccer ball that they're wanting to give to one of the boys who was playing soccer there. And the boy was playing soccer with his own soccer ball that he made out of plastic bags, had tied up with a string, and they were playing, and they said, can we trade you this brand new soccer ball for your soccer ball? And he looks down at his soccer ball Um, and he was really contemplating it and didn't know if he wanted to give it away. So he went and talked to his friends and his friends, you know, looked at the, their soccer ball and then their soccer ball. And they were like, okay, we'll trade. So they ended up trading, but she was just talking about how, you know, God places good things in our life. Um, but sometimes we have to be willing to let go of those good things because God has something greater for us. Mm -hmm. And, it's easy to see that I feel like for me in the end, there was a call to action in this little Devo and it just asked you, um, what are you hanging on to that might be keeping you from obeying God's call? Um, and there are a lot of things that we can hold on to in our lives that feel like good things, but really they're hindering us and they're hindering us from going all the way for God or they're hindering us from tapping into these great things that that God wants for our lives. Like this verse said, like we can't even conceive in our minds what God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even comprehend it. And having a heavenly perspective is something that we have to constantly pull ourselves back to having. Because when we're, when we have an earthly perspective, I feel like that's when we begin to compare ourselves to other people. Um, We tend to see our uniquenesses more as flawed, Um, Mm. And we tend to really diminish ourselves in the way that God created us with intentionality. Whereas when we start to have a heavenly perspective, I feel like that's when we start to understand that God made us in his image and we are a reflection of him. And he made us with the capability of relating to him. And that is such a a treasure. Like God created everything in the earth, Mm -hmm. right? He created animals. Nothing else except for us, the pinnacle of creation, is able to relate with our creator. Mm-hmm. And he has things that we cannot even conceive. No one's heard. No one's seen of the great things that he has planned for those who love him. 
And sometimes that means letting go of, of our obsession over ourselves and our flaws and saying, you know what? I'm letting go of that because I know that God has something great for my life. And I know that that means that he's going to use, use me the way that he's created me. And I'm going to stop comparing myself and my, my spiritual gifts to other people mm-hmm. and their spiritual gifts because actually God created me intentionally to be the way I am. And that includes my personality too. So don't be, don't be getting down y'all about your personality because God made you in his image. Precisely. Well said, Tay. Thanks. I did kind of go on a ramble there. <laughs> Sometimes I get scared when I go on those rambles because I don't know where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't hit any bumps there, but uh, sometimes I stop in the middle of my thought and I'm like, what was I saying? I think some people might be listening to with this and being like, but I feel like I don't even know like where God is leading me or I want to do something, but I don't feel close to God. And I just want to encourage everyone that if you're feeling maybe stuck in a place like that, that what's really important is for you to be in God's word because that's how he speaks to us. And unless you're doing that, you're not going to continue to grow closer to him to understand his character and see how he's speaking to you through whatever passage you might be. Uh, studying. So I would just really encourage folks to get back into God's word and Mm -hmm. that in and of itself will help give you the recognition of what God's seeking for you in your life. Mm -hmm. And if I could just add one thing on to that is I know that I've definitely been in that place where I'm seeking God, but I don't feel close to to him or I don't feel like I'm even understanding the trajectory of where he wants me to go in my life and what I could change was because I was always in God's word every day I feel like what I would change is how I read God's word and instead of reading it and going diving right into the text and being like okay what does it say about me what does it say about me I need to know things about me I wish I would have taken time to read the text and say what does this text say about God? What does this say about my creator? Because when we read the Bible, that is how we're getting to know God, right? Mm-hmm. He has all of his attributes in it. And, and I feel like instead of reading it and being like, what does this have to say about me? Like I'm having an identity crisis over here. I think when we focus on God, peace comes with that. And, and ultimately, we can be having 101 midlife crises in our life. And at the end of the day, at the end of our life, all that matters is God and what it means for us to glorify him. So we shouldn't be getting super wrapped up in these details, but we can find comfort in, in going to God's word and just resting in the fact that we're knowing more about him. And that honors him and that glorifies him in that moment when we come to him, even when we don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Because the relationship isn't based on feelings. It can't be. That's right. sand. And to having a heart that's praying for God and thirsting for his word too. I never thought ever like 
I would enjoy so much reading the Old Testament. Like I literally just cannot wait to read it mm-hmm. every morning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really is an answer to prayer that I've been praying for so long. Just that God, give me a thirst for your word. And through the, all of this, I'm just learning so much about his character. Absolutely. So I feel like that was a really good podcast to wrap up there. What do you think, Ma? Yeah. I thought that was really great. I hope you guys were encouraged. And I hope that you guys are able to... Celebrate your uniqueness. Yeah, celebrate your uniqueness. And maybe go down in a journal and write thankfulness. Write out things that you're thankful for about yourself that you're thankful God created. Um, and I think also it would be cool if you did a spiritual gifts test online, you know, cause spiritual gifts tests can help you realize what are your top spiritual gifts. I did that just this past, actually a little over a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. And, um, it's interesting because I wasn't expecting some things. I thought that teaching was my lowest spiritual gift that actually wasn't. No, I'm not surprised, Tay. You're you're very patient, too, is what I've noticed when you've taught me all these things I need to know about the computer. (laughs) That's funny. I'm patient on the outside, but maybe not on the inside. God looks at the heart, everybody. Okay, we'll leave it there. Um, See you guys in next week's podcast. I believe Ashley will be in charge of that one, and we have a special guest coming on it. So just stay tuned for that. It will be so great. Super excited. Yes. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody.